0: Now live in the Bank Plus, it's the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Out-of-Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. streaming around the world live at the Out-of-Bounds Radio app
1: and on your
0: radio at
1: ESPN 105.9.
0: Where are you? The Zone.
1: Ah, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105 down The Zone, ESPN. Driven by your next John Deere tractor from Ag Up Equipment. That's how you manage your 50 to 100 acres. Farm, family, land, hunting camp, powered by Ag Up Equipment. John Deere, America's tractor. They'll take care of you. Um, I've got Jason with me. And uh, Ole Miss fans are a little woolly on this text line. Somebody said 51% Bama. Ooh. So they got it 51% Bama, 49%
2: Ole Miss. Wow. That's some confidence here this early in the week. I like it. Yeah. Hey, I'm digging that. Yeah. No, there's nothing like
1: playing bread pudding tech and <laughs> thinking 51 <right>. 49, <laughs> baby. Nothing like it. Um, Mike D got me fired up. All right, what was it that, that got you fired up about what Mike Dettelier said? The,
2: the way that he talked about the offensive line for Alabama and the way to beat them was, you know, they've been terrible against the deep ball, which in the past Ole Miss has been great at. And if you get Trey Harris back, you got Dayton Wade, you got Jordan Watkins, it's more plausible to have a, a good deep ball. And then contending Jalen Milrow, that's the, uh, that's the problem. For me, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But so you're
1: thinking uh, a good bit of scoring.
2: It could be a shootout, okay. and that Mike D got me fired up. Like, okay, maybe we can score on these guys.
1: I like the sound of that. Well, I, you know, if there's ever a year to rip off some points on Bama, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like they're vulnerable in some spots, right? No doubt. Um. Okay. Okay. I think I'm still, I'm
2: 70-30. Okay. Hey, 30% is better than we normally get, so I'll take that. I'll take no, that, that every day of the week.
1: That's a compliment, and that's a good number. Definitely. When you're playing Bama.
2: I mean, at Bama. Before, uh, before the season started, it was a lot lower. <laughs> you know,
1: this is what's crazy about the 230 CBS kick with Bama and Ole Miss on Saturday is that, you know, because Bama has run the show the last 15 years in college football. And do you realize that Colorado at Oregon will be on at the same time? And there's a good possibility we'll draw more eyeballs. Oh yeah. Because if you look at the ratings and what prime has done at Colorado, and how many people are uh, jumping on the bandwagon? Which is fine. Right, Sports right. is fun. Yeah, of course, these are people who may not have a team. They know who Prime is. They know he was either the best or, or top five corner in the league, Hall of Famer, two Super Bowls, played for the Cowboys, 49ers, and also played Major League Baseball. You know the whole drill. All of and, the above, and, yeah. And, and and has built and, and then was on TV for years and has built a a mega brand. And the guy is always marketing and always branding and always PRing and always you know I mean it's just nonstop. Kind of like when Jay Norvell last week mentioned sunglasses. Dion already has his own line, so he gave he got him to give a pair to everybody on the team, and he made sure that people videoed it and so on. Yeah. <laughs> but as I as I'm thinking about Colorado and what Prime is doing, and all the stars that were in Boulder, Colorado last week. Uh, none of them had ever heard of Colorado Buffalo football. Um, <laughs> the Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what has happened with all the theatrics around Coach Prime? And then he brings everybody with him. Colorado football, the University of Colorado Boulder. Yeah. The Pac-12 right now, the Big 12 next year. What, what happens is we, you've got celebrities and people that are like pro sports fans that are getting into it. See, we don't understand. There are a lot of football fans around the country don't care anything about college football. There's right. a lot of pro NFL fans that, you know, I mean, they will lightly dabble in it every now and then. They're not, fo- they're they're focused on the Bills or the 49ers or the Rams or the whoever. Yeah. Um. But what Prime is doing with those kind of TV ratings is unprecedented mm. and they are on ABC. At 2.30, yeah. Now, I know it's 12.30 their time, but that's fine. It's 2.30 our time and 3.30 on the East Coast. And that game will be going against Ole Miss and Bama. And I can't wait to see what the ratings look like either on Sunday night or Monday morning as far as Bama and Ole Miss. But Colorado at Oregon, because Oregon's a pretty good team. I mean, they get a little too much, I mean... Do I think Oregon's great? No. But do I think Bo Nix can play? Yes. Do I think they have some players? Yes. Eugene, you know, Altson Stadium is a difficult place to play in. And when you mix all that together, we could have one hell of a ball game. We may have a track meet. You mentioned a track meet in Tuscaloosa. Maybe. We may have a track meet in Eugene, Oregon. Because Shador can score. Right. Bo Nix can score. Definitely. And I know Travis Hunter's out. That was a bad hit. Yeah. It's not what you want to see. Ugh. But, and man, if Travis Hunter was playing, oh, man, talking about a different because he and Shador, because all it takes is one play with those two to change the game. But the bottom line is he's out for a few weeks. Um, But we may have a track meet in Tuscaloosa. And we may have a track meet in Eugene, Oregon with Coach Prime and Dan Lanning and Bo Nix and Shador Sanders.
2: You know what's crazy is that you mentioned that a lot of celebrities are going to Colorado games now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how Alabama games were. I mean, like all the biggest, you know, rappers and pop stars and everybody yeah, for would, a minute, and right. then
1: it gets all. See what you have to understand with celebrities, they'll go for for a little while. Yeah, and oh, then okay, and true. then they get yeah. disinterested, regardless of who you are. Of course, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, the the first guy who really captured that was Pete Carroll in Southern Cal. Hmm. When they were having the celebrities on the sideline in 2002, three, four, and five. Yeah. And of course they're right in the backyard of LA. Of course. Hollywood. The entertainment industry in Hollywood. Of course. Um, But look, man, celebrities and, and, and very wealthy people have homes all over the Colorado resorts and beautiful towns and mountains. Yeah. So it's a nice fit. It's a beautiful area to go to. So it's a nice fit, you know, for the deal. Um, But Prime is bringing more people in and people that didn't necessarily follow college football. And that, I can't tell you how difficult that is to do. Mm. But because of who he is, his success, and because he is such a big name, and because he was so successful, talking 0.01% at his position, and one with two big brands, Cowboys and 49ers. Yeah, two yeah. of the biggest brands in the NFL. Dude, you got you got celebrities, you got former players, actors, musicians, actor, whoever, entrepreneurs. All these people want a piece because they. What do they want to do once they make? They want to be around a winner, of course. And somebody who's flashy.
2: Yeah, his press conference. Who gets are, it? They're must watch. Yeah, he says something crazy every time.
1: Yeah, and. And here's the deal. If he ends up at AM, if Prime ends up at AM,
2: ooh, man. Game <laughs> set match. SEC implodes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the SEC implodes. Um, and that's a problem for everybody in the SEC, including Kirby Smart, however long. Glenn Gilbo wrote an article about. Nick Saban contemplating retirement. I don't know if there's anything mm. to it. Okay? I mean, he's connected, but I don't know what it, who his source is. But, man, you drop prime in College Station at Texas A&M. Jeez. $10, $12, 14000000000 billion endowment, all the money in the world, NIL, da 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 Game on. They will break their streak, and they will be going to the college football playoff. We'll drop Tom Luganbill again at 9.30. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash O-O-B and use the code O-O-B at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Wow, the big board is brought to you by Patron Tequila. It's super premium. It's 100% blue agave try it this week this weekend Patron Añejo well let me start with Patron Reposado then Patron Añejo and then Patron Extra Añejo and yes it's much better than the tequila that uh, George Clooney owned for 10 minutes 100% Blue Agave super premium Patron tequila on the rocks splash of Topo Chico couple oranges thank me later the extra Añejo and a cigar is delicious. Patron. It is the world's number one selling tequila for a reason. And, yes, they use the best blue agave. All right, I've got Jason with me. Uh, Jason believes that uh, Ole Miss walks away with this thing this week. Have you put your money where your
2: mouth is yet? Uh, I don't believe I know, right? Isn't that what every Ole Miss fan has been tweeting at you? N- yes, that, that is what... <laughs> Uh, other than that, and I need to tell them
1: that their wide receivers are awesome.
2: Well, see. I just I, look. I, do we? Do I want to beat them? Most definitely. Am well, sure, I, you should. Am I gonna put my money up for it? Not at all, because Th- I don't want to be disappointed double time. It happens every time I bet on Ole Miss. Except I, I did put some money on them over the weekend, and they actually covered, which was awesome. So well, then take the money line. Ah, uh, yeah. See, and then I, then I the du- money line. Then I'm double sad. As if I could bet on Alabama. And then if we win, then I win. If we lose, I win. You know what do you think about that logic?
1: Uh, I think put your money where your mouth is. I'm hearing all this (laughs) chirping about you know this that and the other. I I wanna I wanna let's go. Put (sighs) put a Hyundai put a C note on it. You know.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm all right saving my Hyundai. Um. I think I've moved Mississippi State's
1: uh, the percentages in the game. And I'm going South Carolina north of 60%. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm more at 65-35. Um, and by the way, I, I don't think South Carolina's good. I don't think their offensive is good. I think Spencer Rattler's good. Um, I think they have some nice athletes like Mississippi State. More solid SEC starters than good SEC starters. Same with Ole Miss, by the way. That roster doesn't, but they got a playmaker at quarterback. Dart can do a lot. Rattler can do a lot. Um, Will is just very limited. Um, you know, I mean, he can throw it from the pocket with time, and um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I would be playing Mike Wright. This whole, I'm confused. People are like, yeah, I think they need to play Mike Wright. You know, a possession. What are you talking about? They need to be playing Mike Wright. First of all, how have they not gotten Mike Wright in the game more in the last three games? Yeah, what? That's, that's dropping the ball. Okay? And then, so so you've had, to, you know, I mean, you know, what are we at? 25% of the season's over? Ugh, I don't even like, that, well, just, that, that just makes whoa, me. Whoa. I, I don't like saying that because I love football and I love to watch it and I love to binge watch it and I loved watching it last night I loved watching it all day Sunday and and once Winnie and I got home from the Mississippi State game on Saturday man I got outside on the back patio and I, I really didn't move for a while um, other than to like load up my plate of food again That that's the way to do it which was delicious <laughs> yeah. um, or to pour a beverage in my uh cup Patron Poncho, tequila, super premium, one hundred percent blue You know what? Our quarterback discussion this week is going to be brought to you by Patron Tequila, because it makes you makes you want a Patron. Yeah, <laughs> hurts your head. <laughs> yeah, it, it it makes you. Well, you have to have a Patron to just make it all better. Um. So I'm feeling Ole Miss fans are getting real wooly, real, real, real wooly. One about this Zach Arnett experiment, and two about this Alabama Crimson Tide team. So, um Jason's texting me last night about the Connerly Trophy. You know, we got, we got nine more games.
2: Just throwing it out I mean, out is there.
1: anybody any better than Jackson Dart? I mean, Jason's got Dart in New York <laughs> as as a Heisman finalist. Again, you played Bread Pudding Tech and Chocolate Shake State. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I mean, you know, oh my gosh. You know, we played Cornflakes U and, and uh Terramisu Tech, and and we're going crazy here.
2: These are just getting wild now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: These. Woo! Out of Bounds, ESPN 1059, The Zone is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Our Ag Up Equipment text line. I'd like to get your thoughts on kind of how do you feel? How do you feel about Ole Miss, Bama, and Mississippi State, South Carolina? Handicap it for me, big dog. The Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. And your morning drive is brought to you by the amazing breakfast sandwiches at Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. So, Ole Miss is a seven-point dog to Alabama. That's it. It's in Tuscaloosa, 230 CBS. Jason's favorite, your favorite color analyst, Gary Danielson, will be there. This is the last year of Scary Gary. And um, I've had dinner with Gary Danielson. He's a really nice guy. I hate to tell you all that. Uh, Or he was that night when I had dinner with him in the guest room. Um, He definitely understands how to hold a table with conversation. Uh, But next year, you'll get the ABC crew. So this is it for those of you who love Gary. And Jason said he's going to write Gary Danielson a note, kind of a little love letter, on all the years of him um, (laughs) calling the 230 CBS game as that wraps up here at the end
2: of the year. Hey, he deserves it. If anybody deserves a love letter, it's Gary Danielson. Yeah. It may not work out for
1: Gary now that uh, Bam is no longer dominant, but I guess he's become a Georgia fan overnight, right?
2: Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Well, <laughs> who isn't? <laughs> when, once you start winning, you know, it's easy to jump on that bandwagon. The South Carolina Mississippi state line
1: has uh, moved a point and a half. South Carolina, six point favorite. It's so four a four-and-a-half yesterday mm. as I was doing this show. That's a point-and-a-half for those of you listening. So, um, the money, maybe it's that offshore, uh, the money is coming in on the Gamecocks. Would you take the six? If You don't have to be a Mississippi State fan. You can be Jason. You can be, you know, Morris downstairs with Beagle Bagel, who's a super guy. Keeps that buddy in line. Um, you know, you can be an LSU fan. Would you give or take the six in the Mississippi State-South Carolina game? over unders 50, by the way. Goodness gracious. Um, how much do you think Mike Wright should play this weekend, if any? You think Will Rogers should take 100% of the snaps? 70%, 50%. I think they should go 50-50. Will to Mike. That'd be Will Rogers to Mike Wright. You think and they will? I doubt it. Mm. I don't think they care what I think, but I'm supposed to do Sports Talk Radio and tell you my opinion. Of so course. that is my opinion. I think Mike Wright should play 50% of the time this weekend. I could see that. I mean... I mean, they're... He's the biggest playmaker on offense if you're not going to get the ball to Tulu. Xavier Thomas and Justin Robinson. Right. Okay. And if you're going to struggle to do that because it's a new offense, this is not Kevin Barbet's fault. Kevin Barbet took the place of a Hall of Famer, a ghost, a freak, and a genius. And he's trying to work out what he can work out with a, a guy, with a quarterback who fits the air raid, but from what we can tell so far, you know, doesn't fit this offense and needs to be able to take the snap and throw it get it out of his hands fast, which is fine. And that worked for Rogers and Leach. But, um, anyway, the show is brought to you by superior foundation, Tom Luganville coming up next superior. MS for your foundation repairs, Tom Luganville on the farm bureau insurance guest line. <laughs>
0: It's good to be blue.
1: Whoa. The text line is on fire. Woo. Our QB discussion today is brought to you by the super premium 100% blue agave. Patron tequila. Patron reposado. Patron añejo. And Patron extra añejo. Check it out at Briarwood Wine and Spirits, Bravo Italian Restaurant and Bar. And if you see it somewhere, take a picture, send it to me on Twitter. We would like to let people know where they can find the uh, delicious super premium Patron tequila, the number one selling tequila in the world. And yes, it is much better than the uh, tequila that George Clooney owned for five minutes. And it is the it is made with the best blue Agave powered by patron tequila this is 1059 the zone ESPN we are the out of bounds show uh we're streaming live on the zone 1059.com and the out of bounds radio app it was a feisty very very intense Monday. Uh, it was beyond a meltdown Monday. Mississippi State fans are asking questions, and they want answers. And they want to know what's going to happen with the offense and defense. The defense was just as bad, by the way, as the... I Actually, you could argue worse. Yeah. Yeah, worse. Because of who they returned, and they're running the same defense. Um, And basically, LSU beat you with two players. Jaden Daniels and and Malik Neighbors. So that's an issue too. Uh, South Carolina doesn't have the same personnel, but Spencer Rattler can flat out play and is even overcoming bad, um, you know, bad coaching and an offensive coordinator to to play well. I, I was wrong on Spencer. Did I just say Spencer Sanders? My bad. Spencer Rattler. I've said Spencer Sanders a lot in the offseason, you know? And so that's that's kind of the deal there. Um, Let me see what's going on with that. All right. Spencer Rattler can play. He's athletic. He's mobile. He can throw it, and he can run it. So he can put pressure on your defense. Um, South Carolina on defense that, eh. you know, again, this is a solid ish roster that they, that they have. So, uh, and then Bama looks like A&M. Ooh, going that far. Well, they look like a talented team. Right. Okay. Very, yeah. very talented team that, that has no idea what they want to do. No identity. We're efforting Tom Bill on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. And the SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show. And Ole Miss fans, um, after playing bread pudding tech and chocolate shake state, they're now going to play a... You know, Alabama, at Alabama. And Alabama's beatable. Uh, This is a winnable game. And I can't wait to see what happens in Bryant-Denny Stadium. But by the way, I was wrong on Spencer Rattler. He can play. Uh, He's had two bad offensive coordinators, um, which is not surprising. The overwhelming majority of coaches can't staff. I mean, that's happened since the beginning of time. Um, they hire their buddies. Y'all know this. We do segments. We call them buddy hires. And it, they hire guys that they know, that they feel comfortable, that they know their system, which is the wrong way to go. That's that's not what you should do. And that's, why, that's why 96 why ninety six, ninety seven percent of coaches get fired. Um, but Rattler can play. Um, neither one of his offensive coordinators are good. And I thought he was really good in the first half against Georgia. Georgia decided to pin their ears back in the second half. And come after him from every direction. And then they also ran the ball. Um and and ran it well and pulled away from, from South Carolina. We want to welcome in Tom Luganville on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. All right, Tom, I've got one fan base in the state melting melting down. The offense doesn't look good. The defense doesn't look good at Mississippi State. Um, I think fans understood, you know, LSU's better. Um Most of them didn't expect to win the game, but they want to be competitive. Um, It doesn't look like this offense fits Will Rogers. And I don't think that's Kevin Barbe's fault. and I don't think it's Will Rogers' fault. Uh, But if your offensive line is average, and one of your colleagues told me something years ago because he kind of started y'all's analytics thing in college football, and he said, Bo, I need to tell you something. Brad Edwards told me, he said, of course, we grew up together here. But he said, uh, I just want you to know that most college offensive lines aren't good and most field goal kickers aren't good in college football. And that's just the way it is. And that's after years and years of being at ESPN. So here's my point. I don't think it's a fit. I think Mike Wright needs to play more, and that could actually help Will in the end. How do you see it, Tom? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, It's kind of like Auburn with Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford, right? It just gives you an extra
1: wrinkle, an extra dimension,
0: um did you something to have to account for um makes you more difficult to defend and right now that's got to be priority number one for Mississippi State is how, how do we become more functional on offense and you know best utilize the the tools that we have I mean that was clearly Will Rogers worst performance as a starting quarterback at Mississippi State and um he's got to be super frustrated and they just they don't seem to be adapting well to the new approach. Um for whatever reason that may be. I, I I don't know if I can put my finger on it, but there there's a lack of confidence right now with what they are on offense.
1: Um I, I think it's just so drastically different. This is not Mike Leach's fault. Is. This is not Kevin Barbet's fault. I just think it's 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 like me trying to look this is what I said yesterday, Tom. I know the English language somewhat, but it's like asking me to be fluent in Chinese in 48 hours. It's just not realistic, Lukes.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, there there is an adaptation and an adjustment period. You know, you hope to work through a lot of those things through spring, through the summer, through fall camp. um, And you'd think that you'd be maybe a little further along right now than, than you are. But that's not the case. And they're having to work through some some first-year issues right now. And, you know, that was frustrating, of course. But, you know, it was every bit as frustrating defensively for them to watch LSU just up and down the field at will. I mean, that LSU team looks like they're about to start on a run that is identical to what they did a year ago after they lost to Florida State in the opener.
1: Let's, they do. And I want to get to that in a second. Tom Lugan, Bill, on the Out of Bounds show. Um, wh- here's the deal. when Most college offensive lines are not good. Even this year, Alabama's is not, which we'll talk about in a few minutes with Ole Miss. But when the play yeah. breaks down, you don't have any options with Rodgers at quarterback. That's why I think you need to play more, Mike Wright. Also, Tom, when you and I were growing up, the whole thing was... and and. and most coaches put every player in a box and they you know there wasn't a lot of creativity and so on in the game um when a play breaks down with Mike Wright it may not always happen but you have other options your thoughts right
0: well yeah I think you know you anytime somebody can get you out of trouble with their legs with their feet that can extend play, that can take what looks like would be maybe a seven-yard loss if you're playing with your traditional player from within the pocket, and all of a sudden it's a two-yard game, right? That, it just, that That is what has changed really in the last 15 years. It's changed the, the game of college football because you spread the field horizontally and you put an athlete, at quarterback, and how are you supposed to cover all areas of the field because in order to cover the quarterback in the run game, you're going to have to have another hat in the box. So it strains you so significantly um, that uh, to me, like, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have that type of – I mean, look at look at Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, they haven't had Quinchon Judkins. But guess what they have? A quarterback that can not only get you out of trouble, but he can be used as a designated runner. If Alabama coached their offense the way that their o- Ole Miss is coaching uh, their offense, you'd have a, you'd be seeing a different Jalen Millrow right now.
1: Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds show. What game do you have this week?
0: Texas at Baylor, ABC Prime.
1: You know, Texas has had their hand. I think Baylor's a good one and two team. I know Aranda's went on a a losing streak at the end of last year. They didn't do what they wanted to at the beginning of this year. He is a cerebral dude. He knows the game, but they got to start finding some wins. I don't think they'll find one this weekend, but that may be a little bit tougher game um, than people think. So you you may have some, you know, yeah, it may be some fun for y'all for a while and in Wake. What did
0: Texas do last week versus Wyoming? They went out and they looked terrible for three quarters, and it's just like this is what? Why does Texas do this? Why can they not? capitalize on such a monumental program-defining type of game and then just have it just allow them to boat race through the rest of the deal. Instead, they go out, and, and Quinn Ears was a shell of what we saw versus versus Alabama, and you're right about Baylor. Baylor, <laughs> Baylor had Utah on their heels and was playing with their backup quarterback because Baylor's lost their starting quarterback, so they're a problem because they play, when you play in that stadium, especially at night, Texas has had a hard time with that. So this is going to be a very, very intriguing matchup on Saturday night.
1: Tom Luganbill's got Texas and Baylor this weekend. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Tom, I believe I was wrong on Spencer Rattler. He's better than I thought, and here's why. He hasn't had – you don't you probably can't say this. He hasn't had good offensive coaching at South Carolina. His last offensive coordinator is, is not that good. His current one is not. He reminds me of 2016 Nick Fitzgerald. They're different stylistically, except Bits actually had a good coach, offensive coach around him, but didn't have anything around him. This guy has to sell popcorn, Cokes, park cars, and try to get first downs. I thought he played a hell of a game against Georgia, and then, of course, they brought everything in the kitchen sink against him in the second half. He's better than I thought. What do you see?
0: I have a hard time because I was witness to his eventual demise in Oklahoma, and he did have good coaching there, really good coaching, Um, and a scheme that is tried and true and he went from being a Heisman Trophy front runner to being non-functional. And I think the thing about him that can be frustrating is he's uber talented, but he's also, uh, in many ways, he is a street ball player, where you just go out, you you know, you're going to turn him loose and, and let it rip, and he's going to make some really really good plays, and then he's also going to miss some plays, or he's going to miss a read. Because he's not overly structured in the in the approach, I thought last year with Marcus Satisfield they overstructured it and it and it really he regressed as a result, and then when they removed the restraints, he really flourished. I think you're going to get exciting plays from him, but I don't know if I always trust him. that's probably the best way that that I would put it. Um, he looked really good, obviously, in the first half last week. Sixteen I mean, just of just eighteen
1: over. against that defense. I know. Tom.
0: I know, I know. And then they got overwhelmed in the in the second half. So I, I can buy that you can you can win with him. I don't know. I don't know down the stretch. Just I, I don't know what to make of South Carolina. I I, re- I really don't. And I'm looking at their schedule and I'm going, how are they going to come up with six wins?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, especially with their sche- terrible scheduling by Ray Tanner of two power fives when you don't have to schedule two power fives of North Carolina Probably. and you already know you're playing Clemson. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. I, I just he's I think he's gotten better. He's more of a playmaker. He's got to do everything himself. And I've seen that dog and pony show here in this state because a lot of times we have to have a quarterback in Starville or Oxford that can damn near do everything uh, by themselves, which Jackson Dart's been doing the last three weeks, even though they've been playing Terre <laughs> State and and Bread Pudding Tech the last few weeks. Um, well,
0: not not Tulane. Tulane's not.
1: I think Tulane's well coached, you know, and they Tulane, got a couple of players. Tulane, but
0: if they get their if they get their quarterback back. Don't be surprised if they're twelve and one.
1: Oh yeah, but Ole Miss didn't have to face him. I mean, you so know, I
0: know, and they almost lost the game.
1: That's a totally different ball game. If they do. All right, that takes us to what is even a bigger game this week um, at Bryant-Denny for us. We're visiting with Tom Luganbill. He's got Texas Baylor this weekend. National College Football Analyst with ESPN. And Lugs joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. So, Bama's, uh, I thought they they made a bad, uh, made several bad decisions. Not playing Jalen Milrow at all last week. You can play Buckner and Simpson some. But still, Milrow is still a young player that hasn't received a lot of reps. And their offensive line is not any good, especially for Bama standards. Now, Ole Miss hasn't proven to me that they have much of anything on their defensive front. So I don't know if they can take advantage. But handicap, Jackson Dart, and this Ole Miss offense, we don't know about Trey Harris and and Zachary Franklin. It doesn't look like they have really many weapons. You know, Watkins is nice. Wade is, is a nice player. Going against Bama, what do you see?
0: They've got to continue to make good decisions at the quarterback position. I think that's where Lane Kiffin has been so pleased with, with Jackson Dart is he's gone away from the boneheaded throws, throwing it into traffic, not, not adhering to the structure of the offense and working through its progression. If he continues to make good decisions, they'll play really, really well on, on offense. I don't know if it's ideal for him to be their leading rusher, They've, whether it's Ulysses Bentley, whoever it may be. If you don't have Quinshawn Jenkins uh, at, at his full complement, I, I think you got to make sure that you, you don't get Jackson Dart hurt, right? And so yeah. that, that's a bit concerning to me. Uh, but I do think, you know, not having traded Harris, I think they got to continue to get Aiden Williams more involved in the, in the, in the game at, at wideout. He is really talented, flashed a little bit against Mercer, saw him early against Tulane. They didn't play the rest of the game. Um, and and it, he might be the guy that now has to step up at, at, at wideout. But at the end of the day, what this may come down to, Bo, is whether or not Tommy Reese devises a game plan Around Jalen Milrow's strengths, and to me, I've watched an offense that looks like they're treating Jalen Milrow like he's Ian Book. Like that's that's not what he is. It's not what he does. They they should look on offense with Jalen Milrow like Louisville looked on offense with Lamar Jackson. Yes, it should be it should be zone read, heavy quarterback counter, quarterback lead, a lot of backfield action and eye candy, moving the launch point. Bootlegs naked. Well, turn this guy loose and 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 make sure that everybody's got to defend the entire field because of his athleticism, and they haven't done that, and it really showed up in the Texas game.
1: Yeah, I think that Tommy Reese, it, and and I think it's part of the Midwest, but part of the Notre Dame thing. Um, I, I think he's more into statues uh, at quarterback, and um. And I don't know if he is capable of, I, I agree with you. I don't know if he's capable of putting together that game plan. And then the question is does Nick Saban jump in and demand it, Tom?
0: You know, it's a great it's a great question. And, you know, whatever those dynamics are between offensive coordinator and head coach, there, you and I had talked about this in the offseason. And, you know, when they knew Bill O'Brien was going to be leaving, the, the one thing that I kept bringing up is, Whoever the coordinator is going to be was not going to be bringing in his offense. The coordinator was going to have to come in and coach Alabama's offense—the terminology, the verbiage, the approach, the whole nine yards. The the difference, though, at least to me, is we're not—you can you can have all that and be all of that, but you're going to have to have some tweaks based upon the ability level of the quarterback. And if he's not a thrower, like like uh tool was or he's not a thrower like like mac jones was but he can do some of the things that we're seeing you know out of out of jalen hurts you've got to adapt and evolve around those things doesn't mean you go away from your core foundation of what the offense is doesn't mean you change terminology to do this and that but i think your run game has to change and it has to have a healthy dose of 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 designated quarterback runs And then some of your passing game has to, you got to implement that stuff where you're moving the pocket and you're not forcing him to have to play from within the confines of the pocket because that's not his strength right now.
1: How will, we're visiting with Tom Lugan, Bill with ESPN, how will Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart attack Bama's defense?
0: Um, With tempo, big time in, in the sense that they will want to get as many plays as they possibly can um, for, for a couple of reasons. They want to wear out Alabama's defense sideline to sideline, and they also want to be able to limit um, substitutions. Because let's just say, and I saw this against Tulane, let's just say that um, Old Miss is on offense and they throw a, a, and its first down and Alabama's got their personnel in the game, but maybe it's a little bit more run-oriented personnel. They throw a 15-yard pass for a completion, and Ole Miss is going to literally be sprinting to the line to call a play. They will not sub, so now Alabama can't sub. So now they could be caught on the field with the wrong personnel at the wrong time, and that's that's kind of that game that, that Charlie Weiss, Jr., and Lane Kiffin want to play with you. If they can play at their tempo, they are really dangerous. What happened against Tulane was they got behind the chains and they didn't get many first downs early. So it took them out of the tempo, and all of a sudden they weren't the same football team. I think that is really, really important. If you get them out of their comfort zone, I mentioned this on that broadcast, take Ole Miss out of the up-tempo, speed, all of that stuff, and you force them to have to... Use the play clock and kind of run a little bit more of a normal mode of operation. That's not them, and that that's got to be something I think Alabama's got to try and force if they want to slow it down.
1: The out of bounds show, Tom. I got about a minute or so. Auburn at A and M. How does Auburn pull the upset?
0: Oh, man, I don't know if they're good enough to pull the upset. I think they have to have uh, – yeah, I just – and they may not be. I think Auburn's one of those teams that just each and every week you got to hopefully see them get a little better here and a little better there. Peyton Thorne played probably his best game. He's still kind of sprinkling Robbie Ashford there uh, with, uh, with, with some of the, the quarterback run stuff and have a couple of wrinkles there. But I actually think A&M is really good on offense, and we haven't said that in a long time. And that quarterback is a dude, so it's going to be very interesting. I don't think Auburn's going to be able to effectively run the football against that that front for for Texas A and M. Miami couldn't do it, and Miami's a lot better on offense than Auburn is. So um,
1: it'll be interesting to
0: see. This could be a big. This is a big game for for Jimbo and Texas A and M. It really is.
1: Yes, it is. Um, real quick, Dion Colorado at Oregon, who and against Bo Nix. And a, and a pretty darn good yeah. Oregon team uh, I could hang 50 on this Colorado defense, yeah. but Shador yeah. can oh, yeah. score on anybody, too. So, And Travis Hunter's out. So, real quick, Tom, who do you like and why?
0: This is where it gets real, and that's why I like Oregon, because the team on the other sideline is legit and with a legit quarterback. Colorado has not had to face that at all. And Colorado can't run the football at all and they can't stop the run and now you're going to play a high level quarterback play on the road I think it gets real for Colorado this week
1: alright we'll leave it there have fun in Texas be good man we will do thanks bud Tom Bill on the Out of Bounds show brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi it's good to be blue the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show is presented by our friends at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi they'll take care of you throughout the state of Mississippi We are live in the Bank Plus studio, Mike D, Mike Dettelier at 830
2: on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line.